Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture podcast. I'm Gavin, and when that red phone rings at 3 a.m. in the White House, it's probably just me drunk dialing and making a lewd pass at whomever answers. Who do you want answering that phone? I think I'd prefer Barack Obama in a sheer negligee, but that's just me. Uh, we will answer all these questions and much more with our fantastic panel this evening, Jill Ensley of the Godzilla blog on Lawrence.com <laughs> and Matt Armstrong of the Hate the Player blog, also on Lawrence.com. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Coming to you live from Studio B tonight. <laughs> yes. It's awesome. Yeah. Built a studio for this shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt hewn an entire house. From the foundations up, just so we can make a podcast. I knit it from my hair. Yes. And there's taffeta everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, everybody, welcome to this very special episode of Punditocracy. Why is it special? Because we're actually recording an episode of Punditocracy. And we have a lot of news to catch up with since last we recorded our last podcast, if anybody cares to remember, is the Oscars podcast. And that's well behind us. But we will uh, do a post-mortem on that. But first things first, electioneering. I can give you a preview of the results. I was wrong. <laughs> I was 50% mm, wrong. Uh, but, of course, the big news this week is Hillary's breaking of Obama's momentum in Texas, Ohio, and Rhode Island. And for those of you out there who thought that this nomination process would have been settled by Tuesday, you just been kicked in the balls, my man. Um... Yeah, even though Obama still has pretty much an insurmountable delegate lead, pledged and also super, uh, the narrative is now congealed that Clinton's the comeback kid and that this thing is going all the way until uh, 2023. But somebody uh, broke it down, like, proportionally. And, like, it, 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 she's still slowing in momentum. Like, she won stuff, but but it really didn't work, like, uh, there was that piece that she could have only taken two nominations out of it. I didn't understand the logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently there are so many people voting in Texas and in Ohio that the race was so close, it still showed that Obama was gaining momentum, mm-hmm. that he's still getting popular, yeah. and he's still picking up more delegates. Yeah, uh, Clinton's at that uh, everybody-knows-her ceiling, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Obama still has room to grow. And uh, as I see it, even though the media has been spinning her victories uh, this past Tuesday as, you know, a big W in her category, and she's got the momentum now. The fact of the matter was, about two weeks ago, she was about 20 points ahead of Obama in Ohio and about 15 ahead in Texas. So the fact that uh, Obama was able to cut into her base to such a degree and make it competitive in those states. And he, come on, he did pick up Vermont. Yeah, and it was ugly coming up into those contests. Like, it was yeah. a bad week of campaigning. Like, yeah. with there were so many accusations all towards Clinton. Like, the, the, nobody accused the Obama camp of doing anything bad. Like, he's still fucking Teflon, like, somehow. And, well, maybe because he's actually running a clean campaign. I don't know. <laughs> Except for today. What happened today? Uh, the monster comment. Uh, no. Yeah, the monster comment uh, he had. Give me. Uh, or, uh, what, what is it? Yeah. Uh, one of his advisors came out and said she's a monster, but she said it off the record, quote, unquote. Oh. It still made it into the press. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so, it, well, okay. Well, that's. Yeah, that, yeah, but uh, is that anything different from people, uh, from mass emails claiming that he's a Muslim? Right. I mean, right. <laughs> I'm not saying Muslims are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I even heard that, like, McCain's people were campaigning for Clinton. They're like, if you're going to vote Dem- Democrat. Then vote Clinton, and it's totally just because he can. He has right. a chance at beating right. her, because she can't pull that that experience yes. line that um, she's just been rehashing. Clinton's engaged in what she and her campaign themselves have called the kitchen sink strategy, mm-hmm. in which they're throwing everything at Obama and just that's what it seems like. And, and it, that's it, exactly their strategy. And they're not even being shy about it. That they're they're not coy. That's what they're doing. And so I'm, I, I got this list sort of here. Uh, there is the NAFTA dust-up, where supposedly one of Obama's aides went and met with a Canadian ambassador and said, you know that tough talk Obama's been doing on NAFTA? <laughs> Grain of salt. Don't worry about it. That is a critique it's, it's that I have politics. of him on that, though, because 
he he speaks one of the things that I love about Obama is that he speaks of the US as a citizen of the world. Right. So you like finally get some perspective of it and you, you just you know none of the blind patriotism and the flags on the lapels and stuff and but then but then you go to the NAFTA work and and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he's like we're a world citizen but I want to get out of NAFTA. Yeah. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. And on the other side it's just as confusing to me with uh, with Clinton giving speeches to unemployed factory workers in Ohio when she was instrumental in the bringing of NAFTA. Yeah, and there's the other thing about Clinton and NAFTA. Uh, she can't have it both ways. Uh, she can't claim that she got all of this experience being married to Bill Clinton and serving eight years in the White House as first lady, but then say when it came to NAFTA, oh, she wasn't really that involved with it. Right, and that, the same thing with yeah, of like voting for the war, but you know, and also just having regrets. Like, yeah, I was kind of a part of this thing starting, but now I see the error of my ways. Like, if you fuck up that many times and that badly, like you don't get to be an expert on stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about the Oscars later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't even get me started about my New Hampshire predictions that I made on the Punditocracy blog, also on Lawrence.com, if you want a detailed analysis of my shame. Um, but so Clinton is kind of on a roll. She won three out of four contests, even though, again, after some additional delegates were added to Obama, once the California tally was fully done and him winning the Texas caucus, and don't forget that Texas had a two-step process. The Texas two-step right. has uh, move on constantly reminded me in all of the spam I kept getting. Um, Obama did win the caucus, so he was essentially uh, at parity with Clinton on delegates won in Texas. Uh, she won slightly more in Ohio, but thanks to proportional uh, allocation, he still got about 130 to 150 pledge delegates lead, which, again, most of the numbers are all crunched. There's really no conceivable way that she can overcome. Neither of them can get to the required number of delegates to earn the nomination, thanks to Florida and Michigan not being seated. Do you do you yeah. think they're gonna revote? I think they have to or have vote to. because yeah. of it just being so just close. Hope, yeah. yeah. Um, unless there's some sort of and I heard the idea floating around. You know what? We'll just split them fifty fifty. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. The, the the King Solomon compromise. Just split it in half. Uh, huh. That way, you know, all the delegates uh, get a seat at Denver at the convention in August, and everybody's happy uh, except for Clinton and Obama, who would probably go to court to try to sue to get I the majority of those. Pray it doesn't get to that level. That yeah. yeah. Florida's for Clinton, right? Yeah. Michigan. Well, okay. Here's how. He's here's the. Uh, Briar patch that they're each in right now. Uh, Florida and Michigan decided to disobey the Democratic National Committee and jump ahead with their primaries. In so doing, the DNC stripped them of all of their delegates uh, and leading up to their illegal primaries. So wait, what does that mean? Like, if the DNC just strips you of your, of your They of won't your be delegates. seated. They won't be seated or counted at the convention. So basically, they were like, "We don't want to follow the schedule," and they were like, "Fuck you, your, your votes right. don't yeah. count." Right. Yeah, pretty You're much. Punished. Holy shit! Yeah. It, it is a clusterfuck of I didn't unimaginable know, I didn't proportions, know that. and nobody thought that it would be so close that those right. delegates would matter. Right. It was all thought that this would be decided by Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. as the Clinton campaign did, and everybody would be you know holding hands, skipping gaily uh, oh. up into the Rocky Mountains. But well, it's a good thing that the voting works so cleanly and well in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> although, although uh, they're a little miffed about not being counted again. Uh, I'm not going to get chained out of my voting precinct again. Oh, <laughs> so- <laughs> sorry, black people. You have, you have fooled me twice, Jeb Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I need some learning, and and I'm not sure. What I actually just illustrated that. Um, <laughs> I learning. Some, I, I need some learning on uh, on just how delegates work, because I thought that like once you won caucuses and primaries, that your your delegates were kind of spoken for. Like I heard that like if what mm. like that it's according to population or something. Like here, the caucus we went to, yeah, it was uh, what like nine nine for one and two for one. Right. So like. Is that how it works? Like, uh, can a delegate choose who they're voting? Yeah, but like, can can delegates choose who they're voting for? Yeah, they actually, they in? can. Yeah. Even pledge delegates 
not just the super del. Even pledge delegates do not have to follow the will of the people. Yeah, because I, in their I just state. found out that like four of my friends uh, back in Dallas are state delegates yeah. for that, and every single one of them is are voting for Ron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 wow! Yeah, yeah. So who's going to get? Who's going to get the Democratic nomination? Ron Paul. But, well, they, no, they all registered Republican because they're all Ron Paul maniacs. Believe my MySpace bulletin board is terrifyingly annoying. Oh. But, like, it's constant, and, I, and I'm, like, horrified of what's going to happen because all these people who are like-minded with me but a little bit dissuaded by the kind of smarmy way that Paul's campaign has worded his positions, like – like they don't really mention that they want to get rid of welfare and social security, <laughs> yeah. but you know, but you'll have more money on your check because there won't be any <laughs> social programs that. to fund. Yeah, they don't want to come out and say they want to replace the IRA, right? But so uh, like uh, the the IRA, <laughs> the Irish Republican Army <laughs> with leprechauns. No, they, they no, he, he, we won't have to deal with them because he'll cut the fucking phone lines to every other country. Well, no, outside uh, of America, here's what he's going like, to do. He's got, he's got to replace uh, the the World Bank and the IRS with the big pile of guns. And it's oh. going to be a race yeah. to this big pile of guns. And whoever gets there first. Yeah, I'm not a gun nut. It's just your right to just have, you know, a cabin in the woods where you shoot people away from you. Get out my property. A gun in every garage and a dead Mexican but no, in every um, lot. Vote for Ron Paul. But, yeah, so, like, there's all these people that are like-minded with, with us because it's a pretty blue table. And um, and we'll be working blue tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just look at my taffeta cock ring. <laughs> Worked it in. Um, <laughs> no, but, like all these people that are like-minded, they're all registered as Republicans now. They're all working this way. So when McCain gets the nomination, aren't they just kind of dead in the water? Uh, the people that have wasted their time on Ron Paul? Right. Yeah. Or if you're registered a certain way, you can vote anti-party, right? Depends on what state you're in. Like I'm registered democratically. If I got a wild hair on my ass, I could vote for McCain. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, if you go into okay. the voting booth yeah, on, in November, yeah. yeah, yeah. So far as delegates, though, and the primaries, it depends. It's state to state, and some states have closed primaries and closed caucuses. Others have open. Um, but uh, getting back to the, the whole Clinton-Obama matchup. Um, yeah, sorry. That's right. <laughs> it's a wild digression. De- oh, yes, that, down, down that road of delegates lies madness. Uh, and the Florida-Michigan thing is fascinating. Because um, Obama wasn't even on the ballot in Michigan when they voted in their primary. Really? Yeah. It was just Clinton. Oh, I heard that. And she only barely won. Yeah, I heard that. (laughs) But that was also when the running was a lot wider. Yeah, Edwards and Richardson were still in the race. Florida, like, neither of them campaigned there, but Clinton's still going to argue that she won somehow. Yeah. so it's, it's going to turn into this bitter, nasty fight for superdelegates, basically, at this point. It's the only way either one of them is going to win. Um, and if Obama scores convincing enough victories tomorrow in Wyoming and Tuesday in Mississippi, uh, there's a possibility he might be able to convince more superdelegates to come over to his camp. Uh, but at the same time, you've got Pennsylvania coming up in April which is a big state, delegate-rich, and it's got the same makeup as Ohio, which favors Clinton. Um, yeah, because uh, one, yeah, one, of, one of Obama's uh, strategists was on CNN right after his, his speech in Texas, and apparently like his record is 100%. Like, he hasn't missed a result mm. so far, and, uh, and he's, yeah, he's got him losing Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think everybody's written off. But he's, got him, he's gotten him taking a lot of other stuff, and eventually the nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he also works for Obama. Yeah. And Olerman had an amazing line when he was reading off his results. Like, he, he just said, don't read the script. Like, you're spoiling it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but despite the fact that Clinton did have this streak of wins... Uh, Obama is trying to counter whatever good PR that she's been getting by announcing that he hauled in $55 million in February, which is the most any single human being politician has ever pulled in in a month in history. Um, So he's got the resources to go toe-to-toe with her, even in Pennsylvania, but more than likely this is going to go well beyond Pennsylvania and all the way to the convention uh, where, you know, fingers crossed, there will be overturned cars and, you know, <laughs> Chicago-style riots, and Denver will be in flames. 
is my hope. And then Al Gore will literally parachute in. Send him. <laughs> Save the day with a cape. Yeah. <laughs> of Taffeta. Taffeta. <laughs> I have a cape made of man bear pigs. <laughs> half man, half bear, half pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's, everybody's talking about the party elders maybe having to step in. There's the okay, yeah. There's like that that fantasy run of like, what and, if Gore actually stepped in I mean, and said, no you know way. what? Fuck both of these guys. I'm running. Yeah, like, what and then everybody get it. We're fed up with the Clinton Obama ticket. We're going with Gore Ron Paul, but like, 2008. Oh, wow. But like, what would like what would really happen? Because you have somebody that like the world loves who's a star but is like has built that reputation over the one of being the most boring speaker being on the one planet of the, one he's of the better. yeah he's, he's gotten better, better once True. he got a fucking emmy and an oscar and, yeah <laughs> and, and a and nobel, nobel yeah like <laughs> tree removed yeah like <laughs> he would just show up to like campaign speeches with like just all this gold around his neck <laughs> be like guess what but you know obama's got an emmy or a grammy doesn't he he does spoken word yeah so in that race of someone best new, in that uh, race of, of someone who, who got Bush to admit that global warming might have something to it, and somebody who can speak extremely well and reminds everybody of the Kennedys, like who do you think America would go for? And this I, is okay, a rat hole, oh, but oh no no okay here's my prediction right now, emerging out of the convention with the nomination saving the party, Joe Biden, <laughs> from out of nowhere. Joe Biden. Wow. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah, he's been in Denver, like underneath the stage at the convention hall, this entire time in a trap door. He's just eating funyuns, waiting for his moment, and he's just got to leap out, hair plugs ablazing. You forgot about Biden, and he's just. He's, does anybody know about? Does anybody know about Biden? Or God damn it, he's already in my. He's in my psyche. See, you can't get him out of your head. Um. Does anybody know about Obama's running mates? Has has Sibelius. Any, has Sibelius. Sibelius has, I'd heard I'm it. seriously yeah, has been mentioned. I'd heard it much. I've I've heard <laughs> because of the board game. I've heard it adds some hipness. I've heard as much speculation that way as as I have. I mean, you and I called Clark for Clinton. Yeah, yeah. God, oh, who's like still in the a year ago yeah. or something? It was, and it was totally because he was talking to somebody in NPR and just like <laughs> he will not say shit about Clinton. That's totally going to be the vice president. Mm-hmm. Well, he has been campaigning with her, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's no longer even. As soon like, as I you know, saw him at a podium with her behind, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah we're, we're, we're not just throwing darts in the dark did you hear anymore. what she said today what? in Wyoming? Uh-uh. That it wouldn't rule out an Obama-Clinton ticket. Yeah. No. Oh, how how, way. how sweet. Isn't it? Yeah. No, that's like that's like that's like my mom be like, "Well, maybe you'll take me to prom." Ooh. You're not yeah, mom. Maybe I'll pick you. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which I just love like whenever I saw that 3 a.m. phone call yeah. ad, like whenever I saw that, I just remembered like my mom picking up my phone whenever I was a kid, like when someone called too late. <laughs> I'm just like, "What do you want? He's resting." <laughs> why are you asleep. calling something? You can't. Just <laughs> Obama. Come on. And why is Hillary Clinton up at three a.m. anyway? And why is Hillary Clinton Come on. like accusing Obama is she on of plagiarizing when that's like the most famous campaign ad of Reagan? Yeah. Well, and which was stolen uh, from yeah. Goldwater. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, I'm. I'm actually surprised she didn't like go to the "Your children will be devoured by wolves if yeah. you vote for Obama." Well. Yeah, and then she, yeah, and then she like runs down a runway in like a bleak future and throws a hammer <laughs> through a TV screen, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the Clinton him. It's like it's just displaying the Obama logo. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I mean, we we can speculate as to whether it was the 3 a.m. ad or whether or not it was just uh, Clinton firing up her blue collar base. But I think we all know the real reason. That she, won, that she won <laughs> on, on Tuesday. Uh, and it, it was, yes, it was late night sketch comedy. Yeah. Thanks to the Saturday Night Live, uh, Fred Armisen, Amy Poehler skit debating. Uh, well, that was a parody of the debate they had in which the central premise was that the media is totally biased against uh, Clinton because they have a huge hard on for Obama. Um, seemed innocuous enough at first. Uh but she showed up on Saturday Night Live a week after that. She well, yes. was on yeah. it. Well, yeah, well, because they had such huge numbers with that skit, Lorne Michaels commissioned Jim Downey, the uh, the lead political writer for Saturday Night Live, to write basically a carbon copy of the same skit so that they could try to recapture that magic. Well, was it that or was it after Tina Fey's, like, 
yeah, amazing was, uh, speech that was so pro Clinton. Like, that was where that I was, was just like millions and millions of dollars worth of free advertising for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that was the best ad she's ever had. Was <laughs> Tina Fey being a badass in her name? Bitches the new black. Yeah, while I was watching, I said, like, "Oh, this is funny," but you know what? It's kind of a close election. I, oh, I'm sure I'm just being paranoid that this is going to affect the my outcome jaw of the real world during that. <laughs> yeah, like my jaw actually dropped. I was like, oh shit, she's going to start winning primaries because TV's going, Clinton, and no one's paying attention. Yeah. Sure enough, the Clinton campaign actually started using that opening skit uh, on yeah. their website and sending it out via mailers. And. Clinton herself referenced the Saturday Night Live skit at the debate that Obama and she had following the original airing of that Saturday Night Live skit. Um, what what happened to Saturday Night Live just being about Will Ferrell screaming a lot and Dana Carvey characters? When did they get into the political advocacy NBC, business? NBC's always had some political stuff. I mean, all the way back to, like, Richard Nixon with the socket to me shit on eh. laughing. There's always been, like, a certain way of, like, when you start kind of getting dirty and like your campaigns are slowing down like a good hip tv appearance can can really pick you up yeah uh i'd like to go back to jim downey who did write that skit adam mckay who is a former writer for saturday night live he's teamed up with will ferrell and anchorman and talladega nights and uh the funnier die stuff he had a fascinating blog um talking about Jim Downey and how he's basically Ann Coulter's fuck buddy. And Jim Downey is like a hyper concern. Yeah. Literally. I'm, so- I'm sorry. Ann Coulter and fucking is just a mental image is poor. But Jim Downey is a hyper conservative. And he's the head political writer. I'm not but just... Oh, you're Adam's apple. Ah, Jesus. Wait a minute. You have two penises. How is that even possible? Why does it have thorns on it? (laughs) It, There's an eyeball in your dick hole. Oh, Jesus Christ, you're a demon. Your second penis has a forked tongue. Oh, and it's bifurcated. Why is it spraying grubs on me? (laughs) What? Why is it shooting? You get it? She's evil, folks. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's got a she's got a big pile of gross in between her legs. There we go. Yeah, well played. We'd like to attribute that phrase to Jill Ensley. <laughs> Take credit. Um, but the Saturday Night Live co-opting is part of the Clinton campaign's coordinated effort to uh, harass the referee, as they call it, to to badger the uh, officiating, um, which is to say they're blaming the media for all of her ills and her woes. And that's what the whole point of that skit was oh. that was co-opted. And so... But, oh, well, oh, oh I've got a thought. Uh, oh. It's what we were talking about earlier, about, like, uh, of, if a conservative wanted a Democrat to win, they would want Clinton to win, like talking about McCain's people, kind yeah. of, like, kind of passively campaigning for. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, and uh, Clinton uh, has come out and said that I'm qualified to be commander-in-chief. John McCain's qualified to be commander-in-chief. Right. Barack Obama? You'll have to ask yeah. him. Like, why would you do that? And then, like, you know, the other, like, 229 countries in the world go, <laughs> yeah, yeah whoa, we, whoa, we're actually what? cool with him. Nay. <laughs> yeah, she's basically arguing that John McCain would be a more suitable president yeah. than the Democratic nominee if Obama were to get it. Um which is part of that whole kitchen sink thing, and it seems to be working for. Unfortunately, it's evil and party-destroying yeah. and, and potentially world-destroying if John McCain gets in office. Um, it's but just it, a, It's it, just 100 years of war. Well, I know. Come on. I, I mean, yeah, I mean— We've uh, had with, 100 years of war anyway. They've just been in different places. With life expectancy these days, we might live through half of it. <laughs> and I mean, unless some oh, horrendous bubonic unless uh, plague he's is unleashed. Dead. Oh, is this taking place inside of a snow globe <laughs> at the end of Saint Elsewhere's? <laughs> that is a reference that nobody wow. under the age wow. of twenty is going to understand. In fact, most people under the age of thirty will. I'm thirty-one, not and I had to think about yeah, it. Yeah. See, that just means I watched too much TV as a kid. Uh, but going back to TV and the cable network coverage and Hillary Clinton basically saying that it's your fault, uh, you're biased against me, 
It's a page right out of the Republican playbook written by Lee Atwater and Roger Ailes in which you well, uh, in, with the Republicans we're using, it's blame the liberal media. It's the liberal media's fault. Mm-hmm. The liberal media will get cowed and will stop covering you. And will, for example, in 2000, uh, accuse Al Gore of being a serial liar and an exaggerator and give George Bush a pass on being a coke-addicted moron. Mm-hmm. And we've had eight years of um, tanking economy and war uh, because of this successful blame the referee strategy. And Clinton's using it now. Um, in a way, I mean, it might be effective if she is the nominee. I mean, it, it, it just shows that she's willing to fight as dirty as the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she had a soul to lose to begin with, so I don't think she's very concerned about that. Um, and that's the sad part of, of, of that 35 years of experience. It's, it's 35 years of growing cynicism. Yeah. Of right. just, and that's a depressing way to be. Yeah. You know, like, I would choose the younger person that doesn't go centrist which we're going to be proven wrong anyway well, whenever yeah. the nomination happens as soon as the general election starts getting formed like yeah. Barack Obama is going to get real centrist mm. because yeah. he needs every right. one of those independent votes and all those Republicans that wanted Ron Paul like he's going to need all those people all so those ladies that got spurned mm. <laughs> all those ladies with their parts yeah it's still not going to be a contest but his, <laughs> his policies are going to start getting real oh, yeah. Similar to everything well, else we've seen. Uh, what do you think? Kind of yeah, what They're do you think, Jill? Is, is 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 Obama more than a typical politician, or is he a atypical politician that has just done a genius job of packaging himself as being better than a typical politician? I think he's more than a typical politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you give a lot of credit for someone who can speak. It's and true. Really, what, what power do they have <laughs> as president? But if you can speak well and give hope. To the country, that's worth something. Well, it's when like the people that when the the leaders of the countries that were threatening go, man, I can't wait to meet Barack Obama. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, you, like, got, you got Mahmoud Ahmadinejad to start. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm gonna totally hang out with he, he that guy. He swoons when he shakes yeah. his head. Oh. Fucking France is <laughs> just, so just looking at us, just like, wow, they yeah. are going to have an awesome president. Yeah. I imagine France is so pissed off that we are, for once, being more progressive than they are, and that we're either going to have a black or a female president. Is it suck at France? <laughs> you've, you've had rich old white dudes. <laughs> you know, since oh, you're that sure of that? that? You're going to make that statement? I am. It's going to be one or the other. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, there is a possibility that, you know, a, a, dead, you know. a dead child might be found right. up Hillary Clinton's skirt. Right. I don't know. But yes, I am. I'm saying no. Regardless of the climate, regardless of how protracted this primary battle becomes, the Democrat will win. Yeah, there's no way that the Republican Party is winning. No. I didn't say that. I, that I didn't guy. say that. No, no, because I knew of, John Kerry was a <laughs> fucked up well, candidate. A lot of people said felt that way. He was like, oh well, you know. Yeah. A lot hopefully, of, the electorate will get informed enough to to you know to vote smartly and blah blah blah, and then. <laughs> It was. I don't know. It got really bad. But what, so. but here's what actually does give me optimism: in that if Obama is the nominee, like you said, he he will inspire an entire new generation of voters who had not gotten into the process right. before. Right. Exactly. Like Which 2004 will, could have been hopeful, but in 2004 there nobody weren't ten, was inspired. There by weren't John ten thousand fucking kids showing yeah. up to caucuses in Kansas. Yeah. Like that's true. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Like, there's never been motor voter. Voter motor motor motivation, man. Come on. (laughs) Let's get her done. That's the thing I love about Democratic caucuses, man. I get older, but they never do. Wow. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. But, okay, so Obama will swamp McCain in just youth and energy and vigor and if you put those two next to one another, you got Obama like three feet taller than him. Probably uh, not. Can really, you but, imagine those debates? Yeah. And like McCain, Holy McCain shit. my friends, and he's like coughing some sputum up onto the microphone. Obama sort of like reaching towards the heavens, and you know, it's like calling, summoning the angels, and you know, just inspiring the throngs to. He's like, not really that tall. He's actually levitating. That's true. His feet do not touch the ground. He's he does. Three, four. He's he like. Does, <laughs> he, he's like Chris Angel, mind freak. <laughs> He's exactly like Chris Angel. <laughs> in fact, in Denver, Obama's going to rip his face off Chris Angel. <laughs> it wasn't David Blaine. 
Is he still trapped in a block of ice I in Times so. Square? I yeah, I'm praying. Um, so anyway, I, I think okay, if you have that matchup of Obama McCain, you have the distant, you know, pre-Cambrian past versus the future. But if you have Hillary McCain, it'll be a lot closer. Hillary will have the edge, and I think it's because, as we've seen in this primary, she will use every dirty trick that the Republicans would have used against her. Uh, that's the one big argument for her, at least for me, is that she's been through this ringer before, and she knows how to you use give those the tools. That. They'll play dirty, dirty, dirty pool. Yeah, like and it's ugly to see against dead bodies in public parks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you know that Hillary Clinton actually killed Vince Foster with her fingernails? Holy shit. Made it look like a suicide. <laughs> She's got those Voltron rocket fists. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Sabretooth from the upcoming Wolverine movie. Played by Liev Schreiber. Um, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Wait till someone makes an Iron Man joke. <laughs> I'm ruined. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, let's really try not to go. Um, but okay, here's here's what Clinton has exhibited thus far and has in her um, with within her capabilities of using fear mongering mm-hmm. with the 3 a.m. ad already. Uh, yeah. Yep. Insinuation campaigns uh, when she was asked point blank on 60 Minutes if she thinks Obama is a Muslim, her response wow. was, "As far as I know, he isn't." <laughs> Literally, her quote. Uh, and also... You just heard I'll t- a violin go... <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take him on the basis of what he says. Is her response to the point-blank question, do you think Obama is a Muslim? Did he just like raise his hand and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a Christian. I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not uh, beating people over the ball yeah, with uh, it. And also, uh, she, we, she also goes into the Karl Rove and uh, Willie Horton uh, strategy of darkening photos of Obama yes. and putting them that on her was website. Weird. That's my favorite. Yeah, that was a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And so, I mean, if that's what she's doing with her ally, imagine what she's going to do against McCain in the general. Not even that. What do you think that says? If, if that's true and they're darkening photos of Obama to try to, like, scare away voters, mm-hmm. what do you think that says about her trust of the, of the American people? Oh, she's so cynical she has none. Um, however, and this is where her cynicism like, well, paid off. Are, Americans are racist. Let's yeah, they darken are. those photos up. Ohioans are apparently really fucking racist, too. And that's why she's able to play that card <laughs> to a T. Like, just like she dealt it and boom. You know, just, she rakes in all the chips. Like, one guy with like a hard hat on and like a crowd and be like, Didn't oi, you kind of ruin oi. us? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone what? in my family lost their homes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wait. He's black and he's Muslim? Yeah. Fuck that. Well, <laughs> Shit my job to Mexico. I refuse to give the White yeah. House to a Negro. It's because you can't question her because oh. she uses that mom tone of voice, that, like, that commanding. Oh, oh no, no, no. But she oh, uses it. She, sometimes, she, like, the shame on you, Barack Obama line. I don't yes. know if you saw her when she said that. Yeah. That was the most shrill thing I've ever heard. But it's heard. not even, like, shrill. It's not, it's not commanding or, 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 or dignifying at all. It's, it's shrill. It's, it's, it's a motherly tone of voice. Like, if I wanted to put on a tone of voice where I wanted to tell people what to do, it would just be horrible. It, you, you just heard it. It's not charming yeah, yeah. at all. Yeah, it's nagging. And, and you know why? It's because she's a woman. It's strictly because she has ovaries. Wow. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, some people, some people might say that she's being assertive uh, and uh, commanding. No, no, no. She's just being bitchy. I, I, I think the crying tricks stuff, like, I, I don't think yeah. that's a crying thing. I think it's because she breaks the tone of voice. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I really think there's, like, a psychological, like, reaction mm. to, to hearing that tone, mm. a voice where you, you either obey it or you hate it. Depending on your own relationship of a mom, but I don't want to lose our Scientologist readers. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, and while it may sound like we're being sexist and talking about this, expect the exact same arguments, only worse, coming from the right wing if she does become the nominee. And, so. and about – they're doing the same thing about Obama, talking oh, yeah. about him ripping off like Martin Luther King's like, yeah. oh, I'm so honorable and have perspective on life. Wow. <laughs> Hippie, in the room. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It depends on <laughs> it depends on how you, on your relationship with black people, whether or not you like it. <laughs> well spoken, uh. hopeful, life caring <laughs> black people. 
Either you love him or you hate him. Where did Martin Luther King go? Yeah. He was just here. Did you see the the Onion headline this week of uh, presidential assassin still undecided? Yeah, I didn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just why to kill each one of the candidates. And they couldn't kill McCain because he was already dead. Like, <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, speaking of McCain. Also, best thing about Studio B. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't heard the sloshing and glug glug sounds, oh man! <laughs> and, so and if you didn't hear Matt actually walk away from the microphone to the refrigerator mm-hmm. and then start a sentence in the kitchen and come back and sit down mm-hmm. and then crack open the beer, I got a bucket to pee in. <laughs> <laughs> keep the crack pipe away. From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the mic koozie's flammable. Careful. Yeah, there. I had to buy that because it smelled weird. No, <laughs> that's what that was. I thought it was just the Indian food I Studio ate earlier tonight. B, the B stands for business. <laughs> and then the B-O. <laughs> so we're taking care of. Oh. Uh, what were we talking but, about? Uh, yeah, we were talking about Stinky. And uh, speaking of Republicans, there's, <laughs> there's apparently a short-tempered bag of liver spots and lobbyist jizz who has secured the Republican nomination, and his name is John McCain. Dear God. Is it—, it his, I guess everybody else is out of the race except for Paul. Paul yeah. refuses to die. No, yeah. I thought he was. I didn't hear that officially. Huck could be dropped out. Yeah. Huck could be dropped out officially. I yeah, I know. I'll, I'll miss the Huck, but. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, people have been saying that. I was thinking about it today, and like just driving around town, and there are a lot of Ron Paul signs, oh, yes. and no McCain signs. I've never seen no. one. Oh, never. No. And maybe it's just because of the neighborhood I live in. Just no, it's because Republicans hate John McCain. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's hilarious. They'd much rather vote for this insanely bigoted, no, it's gold-obsessed like, little troll out of Texas <laughs> named Ron Paul. It's like this. It's like the reversal of 2004, where we had Kerry, and we we're like, God damn it, I gotta oh, vote for that guy. That's my option. That's what I get. Okay. Damn it. It. The the great analogy though is if Joe Lieberman had secured the nomination for the Democrats. Ugh. That'd be the exact same scenario that yeah. you'd be seeing on the other side. It's like, oh, Jesus, really? That guy? Joe Lieberman has, has the same fact of, of uh, the same reason why I, I write off Hillary, honestly, like right off the top. Uh, video game legislature. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, yeah they're both anti-game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, video game legislation, the easiest suck-up to yeah. soccer moms ever. Also, the reason I write off Kath- Kathleen Sebelius, anti-game le- legislature. But she has a son who made an ass <laughs> rape game. I know. Uh, so come on. Don't yeah. you think that balances out karmically? Mm-hmm. And like, that she hasn't denounced him? She's, she's had every opportunity to actually cut him loose and like say that she's ashamed of what he did, but yeah. she hasn't. Yeah, and so she's like, yeah, it's, Even just, though, it's just a game. It's just, it typifies violence, but it, you know, you're not actually interactive. With yeah, it. I love intellectualizing a prison yeah. sodomy yeah. board game, um, uh, which I'm fairly certain is just, you know. I love it. And they're just like, it doesn't, it doesn't actually, hipster laugh. it doesn't actually, you know, uh, mention sodomy. It's like, it's called Don't Drop I know. Come, Come on. on. What else is that supposed to be a warning like, it's against? It's really hard to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop it because that's 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 a pain in the tuchus trying to get that one back. <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally, <laughs> you you thought <laughs> you've thought you've hit the depths of despair being locked yeah. up for drug dealing, but when you can't actually grasp yeah. that bar of soap, mm-hmm. that's when you've reached a new level like, of Dante's oh, Inferno. I'm, I'm all stinky. I'm clean. Sound of sodomy. That's the sound John McCain makes when he chews. Uh, sound of yeah, the sound of sodomy. <laughs> the the oft forgotten Simon and Garfunkel that ballad, the, the sound of sodomy. Of the uh, look for it on Sleaze Tone Records. Did anything ever happen with with the the whole McCain issue of him sleeping with a lobbyist? I love that. Like everybody was just yeah. talking about like him sleeping with a lobbyist. Yeah, he slept with a lobbyist. Old man had sex. Let's make a bunch of dirty jokes. Liver spot dick. Beep, burp, beep. Because it's funny. And nobody brought up the fact that it's a fucking lobbyist, and he's like the anti lobbyist yeah, candidate. Yeah. Well, like, and the other thing is, is that um, it, it, this just speaks to the media's you know, obsession with sex. Um, and that's the only reason the story got tracked. Nobody cares if he actually is a hypocrite and, in fact, has staffed his campaign with dozens of lobbyists. Right. And, in fact, was 
caught up in the savings and loan Michael Milken scandal in the 80s. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was the original corrupt senator. And that's why he went on this anti-lobbyist you know, uh, lobbyist campaign was to try to shore up his image after being so damaged that's awesome. during the Milken scandal. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia. Hmm. Huh. Good to check before recording your opinions. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know I put that on there. I know. And, I was just looking at cock rings and Iron Man. As somebody much wiser than me once said, I know it's true because I just wrote it on Wikipedia. <laughs> also. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, McCain's the nominee. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he's corrupt. He's bitter. He's thin-skinned. Actually, literally thin-skinned. He's got that melanoma thing. And they kind of have I to shave a little bit off. I Okay, he was he was kind of a normal looking guy for a while, and yeah. then uh, I think it was the Fog of War came out, and in that movie, all of a sudden he had those cheeks, he had those big like quagmire cheeks, yeah. like what? <laughs> yeah, like what happened? Is he did he get sick or something? He did. He, he had um he had melanoma, and they had to take out a big chunk of his cheek. Oh, so that's like that's yeah, it's, it's like a sick. skin graft, and it's not a very good one. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like his face was. Like totally, uh, I, I I resist the urge to make fun of his Popeye face. No, uh, yeah, but no. I will. I still will. <laughs> but here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, me mentioning that I don't want to, I just did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should be a politician. Yeah, exactly. So McCain <laughs> whisper locked, campaign. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but McCain just does, locked up the nomination. Does John McCain? <laughs> does John McCain look like Popeye? As far as I know, he doesn't. Mm, I'll gladly you pay you Tuesday for I'll, a yeah, nomination. I'll take him on today. his word for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, the, but, it's the face that's swollen up the forearms. Um, the McCain story that broke it. McCain's just a nuclear meltdown waiting to happen. Uh, the guy has no tact, and he has not the patience or the um, uh, lack of a sense of entitlement that is required to <laughs> run for president because he thinks he is St. McCain. He thinks he actually believes in his head, even though he has banged a lobbyist and then lobbied on her behalf in the halls of Congress, even though he was swept up in the savings and loan scandal, even though he had uh, hired half a dozen lobbyists on his campaign. He still thinks that he's above that fray. Well, I'm wondering, like, what? and so if you call him on that, he will snap, as he did actually earlier today, yes. and it's really funny. I was yes. I read something about about McCain's temper today, and I wondered what happened on his plane. Uh, a reporter, I think it's Elizabeth Bumiller, asked him about the true incident. Mm-hmm. This actually happened. McCain's people approached John Kerry's campaign in 2004 to feel out a Kerry McCain ticket. A, a unity bipartisan ticket. Wow. Yeah. And McCain strenuously denied it up and down, but then it came out, like, Kerry himself was like, yeah, it happened. Uh, and so McCain had to, like, back off from that language of, like, firmly denouncing it. Is he trying to stay it. back from it just because he's still trying to woo conservatives? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's anathema. I mean, yeah. just imagine if Obama, it was revealed met with George Bush in right. 2004. Say, hey, if Cheney retires. But it's not that. I mean, they were both moderates. It'd be, it, I mean, I like McCain's the not idea. a moderate, though. McCain's not a moderate. That, that's, that's one of the, uh, the, the lies uh, and the myths that I'd like to uh, hack away at in future episodes. But the guy is a hardcore. Is it just because I'm comparing him with, like, the spawn of Lucifer side yes, of the Republican yes. Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't hate Mexicans. Yeah, and openly. he, yeah, openly. Yeah, <laughs> so far as I know, he beats him in the woodshed every night. But and quietly. he, yeah, quite. <laughs> well, he can't raise his arms very high, so <laughs> he kind of has to do like a side Aww. stroke with a with a little buggy whip. He just makes the he makes the Mexicans fuck his lobbyists yeah. so he can watch. <laughs> Actually, he pays another Mexican to beat his Mexicans. Oh. You can, yeah, you can. They buy, are taking the jobs that we they, don't yeah. want. He's an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Indian actually phones right. in from a call center in right. Bangladesh. Uh, <laughs> but but anyway, the yeah, Indian, yeah. Uh, McCain was confronted with this meeting that his campaign had with Kerry's campaign in 2004 about wanting to be his vice president, and he snapped. Like not like full blown like Vietnam flashback machete on the, yeah shaking, yeah, but but repeating he, the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, so he just got like he got pissed off, but he wasn't like throwing chairs or anything. No. he didn't like because they were bolted down. He didn't deck right. somebody. But if not, watch out. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he almost cracked the open plane. the cockpit door and just drove the plane into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing because then Ron Paul would be the nominee. <laughs> Here are Mike Huckabee says, oh, wait a second, miracles. Yeah. Um, can, but, okay, can they come back in? Like, can Huckabee rejoin the race? Mm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, and, um, Romney was, in fact, toying with that notion. What? Oh. If in fact there was, if once the, once the uh, Vicky Eisenman story broke, the the lobbyist story broke, there's all sorts of hand wringing and consternation, and McCain um, looked like he might be in a lot of trouble. So Romney's son, I think it was, floated the trial balloon. Said, "Well, if his party calls on him, my father might step yeah. back in." And like that's, I think that's the only reason why Huckabee stayed uh, yeah, in as long yeah. as he did. Just waiting for McCain to fuck see, up he, really he, bad. He wondered aloud if it was his macaca moment, <laughs> if that was what would kill him, like, or, or if like a heart attack would kill him. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's old; he's <laughs> really old. Um, but but anyway, uh, I, I do think McCain is a horribly, tremendously flawed candidate. Although the Republicans have nobody better. And whoever the Democrats nominate is going to win. Is my yeah, I don't think there's there's no stretch there. Yeah. Um, oh God, though, I might, I'm yeah, I want to be pretty stressed out if if Clinton gets the nomination though. Because I mean, I guess if Clinton gets the nomination, at least it's a race. Yeah. With Obama, as soon as that nomination happens, Obama you're gonna be like, oh well, that's our president. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'll yeah. see you in January. <laughs> I'm taking a bunch of weight, mate, and I'm going out. <laughs> I, I I appreciate your skepticism, Jill. Uh, I've I don't been, want to be hurt again. I know. <laughs> and, too many times and, in campaign. And, we, and we've been proven like of what happens when I call it. <laughs> yeah. We what? were gonna record whatever this, this man says. Yeah. The opposite is true. Yeah. Whenever we we were gonna record this on Sunday or Monday, <laughs> oh, right. and if we would have, I would have been proven wrong on every almost every one of my opinions. <laughs> yeah. So everything I said of Obama so sweep. Uh, Clinton would actually put a shotgun in her mouth. Uh, they'd they just call off the general election mm-hmm. and give Obama the White mm-hmm. House. In fact, three way yes. Clinton yeah. murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Take, I was predicting for yeah. Ohio. Her, Bill, and Mark Penn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Texas, I was picturing Paul's head on a stake in Brownsville <laughs> on the border. Uh, uh, oh, I may have been a little superlative. That's all right. That's why we didn't record. I'm the most superlative. <laughs> Superlative job, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of blown predictions, Oscars. Oscars. I, I, I'll put it in perspective. I got enough right answers on our picks <laughs> at the party to get an Aliens versus Predator Christmas ornament as That's a prize. Wow. Yeah, I, I, you, which I, I actually loved. Ooh, and I got the Pathfinder graphic novel. Yeah, you If they would have made the movie yeah. of Pathfinder like the graphic novel. Here's, awesome. the, here's the breakdown. Uh, Liz, uh, you, you weren't there. Uh, Jill. Wait, who's Liz? Jill. Oh, Do I know a Liz? I don't know oh, a Liz. No, I don't. Um, uh, again, I'd like to thank Double Wide <laughs> India Pale Ale for sponsoring tonight's Punditocracy. <laughs> Crack two. <laughs> but anyway, we had the Oscars Predictions podcast. That was our, our last posting. And then we went to the Scene Stealers uh, right. produced Oscar party. Right. That was at Louise's, downtown Lawrence. And I submitted a form with my picks on it, mm-hmm. hoping to be eligible for prizes. And I did well enough. Do you remember where you came in? It was like 10 out of 30 or something like that. 15. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but I got the Cormac McCarthy uh, No Country for Old Men book. That was a good find, I thought. That's good. I got a, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford baseball cap. Oh, you got one of those? I yeah. That on a baseball cool. cap. It's not easy. In fact, it's very awkward looking. They put it on this like uh, leather like scrap. Yeah, it's on like <laughs> it's on like a jeans tag. It is. Yeah. It is, and it's like this billboard, just like sticking <laughs> off of your forehead. I wore it today. Yeah. I felt like a whore. <laughs> I felt like a whore. There's a tag that you can pop it off. You can just break the stitches. I I don't want to ruin the hat underneath it though. I just got a plain hat. I don't I don't trust myself with fabrics except taffeta. Except for old faithful <laughs> taffeta. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got all the lower class nominations pretty much right. And then it just all, everything went to hell after animated movie. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up animated movie. I wanted Persepolis to win. It did not. 
I, which after seeing it, I wanted Persepolis. Yeah, I to know, win. I know. I thought it would too. I also saw a lot of the Oscar movies after making predictions. <laughs> Holy shit, Michael Clayton rules. It's a good movie. You seen the movie? God, Michael damn. Clayton. I haven't seen it. Did you see Michael Clayton? No. Oh. Did you see No Country for Old Men? Yes, and I've read the book. Oh well, see, I wanted all the Harvey's best. Song. All the best picture nominees this year were bad. Yes. Even but, though I, I, I probably could have categorized myself as being in the Juno backlash camp, mm. I still liked the movie. Mm. Yeah, I, you're right. I, I didn't like the first ten minutes, and I still don't like Ellen Page. And I especially don't like her after seeing her on Saturday Night Live. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to watch it last week. <laughs> um, I, I have changed my mind on Di- Diablo Cody, though. Oh. Yeah, because she was on. Uh, she did a skit on Super Deluxe about how awesome Diablo Cody is, <laughs> and it was amazing. Like just completely self-effacing, making fun of all the things that we make fun of her about, and yeah, great. She's Good one of her. us. Good for her. Except she knows how to work a pole. Exactly. What? Yeah. You don't. I I know how to work a type of pole. He does. Yeah, mostly my own. The turf of the no, no, no. It keeps me. <laughs> Is that like the chiffon? Keeps me in the game. Fabric? It's the chiffon of cock rings. Oh, okay. It's a bit more rough. It's it's the terry of cock <laughs> <Mine> rings. <hurt. laughs> yeah. I actually just take a bathrobe towel belt. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, tie min- it off. Yeah. <laughs> Choke that thing off like I caught it breaking into my house. But to it. <laughs> What about Juno? No, 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 no. <laughs> Two of my highlights from the Oscars broadcast uh, were John Stewart playing nope. Wii. Okay. If you I remember was, that. Well, no. That I was, went by I was, so briefly. I, I was loading my two to see if we agree. Okay. And my second, Tilda Swinton making a George Clooney Batman joke while accepting her Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for Michael Clayton. Oh, it was And half. then comparing the Oscar statuette's ass and head to her agent's ass and yeah. head. Yeah, two of my favorite moments. That was one of mine, the Batman joke, and the other one was uh, uh, John Stewart giving up a, a invitation, like a introduction to another award, so that one of the co-writers of the song could come yeah. on stage and and say her bit about independent art, independent artists winning Oscars. And if, as far as I know, the the song was from once the uh, little indie Irish film, and band. they're coming, they're here. coming to Liberty Hall. Yeah, like yeah. the two people, the Oscar winners, right, yeah. who won Best Song, will be at Liberty Hall. Yeah. I don't know if they're on tour or they're just coming here because it played at Liberty Hall for like four years. <laughs> yeah, four years four years after it was originally released in theaters, but that's just Liberty Hall. And we love Liberty Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well done, Liz. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And, you know, it, all of those moments, they didn't suck, which is a good segue into the closing segment for Punditocracy. We try oh, to... That's a pee. <laughs> You can pee. Peeing doesn't Nobody suck. Knows. That could be your thing. No, I mean, we have a bathroom. No, you can... There's a rug. It's absorbent. I get a bottle. Okay. <laughs> we have litter boxes, too. <laughs> you could repickle your olives. Hey. Hey. Ooh. Already salty. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I, I'm not saying I've ever tasted human Aww. urine before, but things that don't suck. <laughs> I'll go first. Oh, we're uh, just saying things that don't I, suck? Yeah, I'm just, saying, oh. I'm just saying things that don't suck. I, I, uh, my list this week includes, and I hate to gloat. It, in fact, by the time this gets posted, it won't be much gloating. But I, I had a chance to play Super Smash Brothers Brawl for the Wii on Wednesday night. Oh, I was so drunk. You were very drunk. hardly any of you it. Were, you were trying to fight with characters that were not yours. Yeah. You were not doing well. I was forgetting what button-selected <laughs> characters and stuff. But he was still having a grand time yeah, was getting like, his ass kicked. That just speaks to the power of this game. Yeah, you can be drunk and just lose your grip on the remote, and you're still playing. He didn't even have a remote for half of the game. Nice. I had that. He had remote. no idea what he was doing. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he was changing channels. So, what's so. the story? With, does it come out on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday. or does it Sunday. ship on Sunday? It comes out on And Sunday. there's a bunch of midnight events, so it was, it's midnight on tomorrow. Okay, that I can't speak to. I don't know exactly. I don't know. I don't care because I've already played it. It's a great game. I worry about that, that I'll lose interest after like an hour. Like we played for like an hour probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was, we weren't at full power Yeah, uh, because we were drunk. And we only had three people play. You got the full four people and it's going mm, full. It's, it's good. Uh, also good, something that 
doesn't suck. Boulevard has released a Smokestack series, uh, one of which I've been sipping on throughout the course of this podcast, and you might be able to trace um, the the rake's progress on this. Um, I'm drinking the Double Wide India Pale Ale, but they have an entire line of these. And uh, other than the Double Wide, I'd also recommend highly the Sixth Glass Quadruple Ale. They're all delicious. It's 10% and it's got Satan on the bottle. It has the devil's head on it. Yeah, Stylishly it. printed. Who who does not want to slurp Satan brain? Brain? Brain. Mm. I just like the endorsement. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing real quick that doesn't suck. There's a website out there called eroticfalconry.com. Oy. Please look for it. Oy. Fantastic. It's amazing. I didn't know we were doing things that didn't suck. Well, I guess I did from the email. I didn't write anything <laughs> yeah, down. come on, man. Of things that didn't suck. Last week, um, during an amazing episode of Lost, which since I mentioned it, will hijack the comment board now for this podcast. <laughs> Last week, during that, they played a trailer for the one, the only, the invisible Anthony Edwards Tark, the Iron Man. So good. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Here's so the thing. That. I, wa- I went to real quick on Iron Man. Real quick on Iron Man. I was I was resisting the Iron Man initially. You can't. And and I thought I thought, you come, you I thought that your exuberance you. was as Alan Greenspan said, mm-hmm. exuberant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Iron Man. <laughs> I certainly hope you realize. It, it was irrationally exuberant. But uh after seeing the second trailer that was released for uh-huh. Iron Man, it looks pretty fucking badass. Mm-hmm. I don't even like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you're familiar with it. Jill. Barely. Yeah, it was. Nobody Iron is. Nobody. It's Iron, Iron Man. Yes, yes, but that that will be a whole. I'm gonna do an entire Batman theme podcast. Oh. You'll have Rest to come back for that. Yeah, Actually. I think we can just take a laptop to the movie theater and live blog it as we're, <laughs> as, we're, as, we're as we're watching. The I think movie. I think Warner Brothers oh, might frown on that. Let's go. Oh Jesus is Lord! <laughs> but I'm um, sorry, I interrupted you. Iron Man. Okay, Iron Man is good. Um... <laughs> What else is good right now that I'm into? Beers, graphic novels, I'm, TV I'm really shows. I'm into the smokestack stuff. Uh, Donkeys. I already mentioned Lost. Lost is back. Uh, and they're actually finishing a full season. Mm. They decided to crack down and actually do some fan service. Um, <laughs> I'm into the Messiah Complex ending in X-Men. Jesus Christ, I'm a nerd. You are! Um, yeah. Oh, I got got one more, and this could be a joint one between you and I, but uh, there's a show on Adult Swim. I hope it's still in production, but there are at least a few episodes that we've seen called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh, I don't know if it is or not. uh, It may be, actually, because they had... I hope to Christ it is. Have you seen this show, Garth Marenghi? Oh, it's on Adult Swim, and it's one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. It's sort of a parody of bad BBC like sci-fi British from the 70s, 80s. fantasy show. Yeah. And it's it, it's got so many brilliant um, postmodern meta levels to it. We didn't because, even watch it on Wednesday. Usually we watch it every week. Well, we had Smash Brothers to play. Yeah. Priorities. But anyway, the show, it's about a horrible British horror writer who had a failed sh- uh, sci-fi horror show on BBC, a BBC-style network, uh, about a haunted hospital. And he played a dashing ne'er-do-well doctor uh, who saved lives and banished demons back to the nether regions. Like yeah, and while, there's, while he's setting up these episodes, uh, the author, Garth Marenghi, playing uh, Dr. Dirk Daglas, Rick Daglas, I can't remember. I, I think can't it's, remember. Yeah. But anyway, they, they will stop the, the episode and go to commentary in the, the quote-unquote modern day from the creators right. of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And it's intentionally bad, and it's uh, beautiful. Everybody that we've showed it to, like about halfway into an episode, goes, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then you submit. Your jaw hangs open, then you submit, and then you just just, start wetting yourself. You're laughing kind of just uncomfortably, Uh and then you're just like, this is a bad show. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you get it. Like it just turns a key in a lock. I don't know. Yeah, that's really good still. Adult Swim's starting to get good again. Jill. Uh, Futurama comes back. That's good. Oh, well, it's 
it's new. Yeah, yeah new cartoon, episodes. cartoon, or Comedy, Comedy Central's making new episodes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, on the twenty third of next month. So. <laughs> I don't gossip the cables either. Uh, I got basic. Yeah. I, I can I go. I although they recently added gonna... AMC to the basic package. Awesome. So that's now, a score. now, yeah. I, now I can. Well, actually, yeah, I'd like to really see Mad Men. Do I haven't you, seen that yet. D- so. That's great during uh, during Oscar month. That's the best yeah. channel on television because it's just. Every Oscar-winning movie, but uh, until you, then, they've just been showing there. Death Wish two yeah, and obscure Lee Marvin, and they play like a lot of really random horror movies. Yeah, like yeah, you'll just be like, let's see what's on television. It'll be like Sleepaway Camp one through four. <laughs> <laughs> it just Thriller make, Killer Marathon. Yeah, like it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that Slumber Party Massacre. The yeah. Wake Camp is the weird he she. Oh, I, I think there's a separate movie called Driller Killer. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. I, I think there was a spinoff from Slumber Party Massacre. Just, just, it was a more intimate look at the at the, at the noodling yeah. killer. Yeah, it, it was it was a prequel. Yeah. <laughs> Go anyway, ahead. before we lose, before we lose every listener, Seriously? what do you like? Oh, Joe. Oh, oh Liz. What doesn't suck? <laughs> oh, Lady Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Garfield minus Garfield. Mm. Oh my God! You, Garfield minus Garfield is brilliant. That is brilliant. It's just John Arbuckle and existential crises. I didn't know that was making the rounds. Like, it, yeah, no, I just saw it recently. Yeah, mm. God good. Bless the internet. Good score. Weber tubes coming through. Weber tubes. <laughs> the intertrons have delivered again. <laughs> the tubes. Did I call it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For those who hear mufflings, that's uh, yeah, that's Matt Armstrong walking away from the, the microphone. <laughs> well, that wrapped up the election nicely, yeah. didn't it? Mm. <laughs> you can take that to the bank, and that's how I made my first million. <laughs> uh, but Garfield without Garfield, have you read a Lasagna Cat? No. Check it out. Also, Gavin hasn't ever seen uh, I'm the Juggernaut. No, I haven't. I haven't. Mm, there are searches yeah. to be done. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll just be the uh, bonus material on the Punditocracy episode. They'll listen to us as we surf the web. Do you think I'll just should... point the microphone towards the keyboard as I click. Do you think I should bring the Weekend Time Wasters back thing? Like, did you like that? Did anybody pay yeah. attention to that? Like, all the other people who, no, none of the other bloggers, but, like, the people who work for LJ World are like, what happened? <laughs> what happened the week of time? That's how I passed my day on Saturday. And it's just me dicking around on YouTube. Like, well, now that summer, what's linked to that? Now that we've lost Cup of Joel, mm. there's a void to be filled. Mm-hmm. We, we need more YouTube linkage. We can make a group one. That's true. All of us can. No, that's true. Too. Actually, between called tap at a conference. Ooh, circle alive. <laughs> <laughs> the circle around the base of my penis. <laughs> okay, Garfield without Garfield. Anything else that doesn't suck, Jill? <laughs> Things that do suck. If you want, yeah, yeah lay out something that yeah. sucks. Uh, Rick Astley suing YouTube. Oh, that does suck. Oh, that's who he's suing YouTube. I think so. Oh, I thought it was just suing like, but, everybody. Know, but but it should be said that uh, that thing sucking stems from something that doesn't suck, which is right. a phenomenon known as yeah, Rick rolling. Yeah, but can yeah. can you sue yourself you in the eighties? Like, <laughs> if you're Marty McFly, you, you can. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna sue you, YouTube, because that video <laughs> is ridiculous and it I sucks. You bring me back and make me cool, <laughs> bastards. There's yeah. more to me than that. Yeah. Introduce <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How dare you keep my name alive in the public domain? But I mean, what's your reaction? Like, you're on Urban Dictionary and you see your own name. It's like yeah. a top hit. You're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what have I become? I'm a what punchline. What was he doing anyway? G- good point. Uh, Apparently just being gay. Maybe he got Rickrolled. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. That's how he got Like, hit with a ranch. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> somebody Rickrolled Rick Astley. And he was like, oh, Jesus, what is this crap? That's like... <laughs> oh, God, it's me. Just, just imagine, oh, like, it, 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 is that kind of like uh, matter and antimatter touching one another? Yeah. Will the universe destroy if Rick Astley <laughs> is himself Rickrolled? If he keeps his mouth closed <laughs> and doesn't say anything. <laughs> like that. Sorry, you're gonna have to buy a new muff. That's fine. That's your muff. (laughs) 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 Sound of sodomy again. (laughs) That was John McCain taking it.
Thank you to Bim. <laughs> oh, I love ending each podcast on, on a bowel joke. movement <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on an in joke poop joke. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, That's yeah. Here's, here, are your, yeah. This is a two for one word of the day or week uh, for those punditocracy listeners. Euphemisms for bowel movements. Bim, mm-hmm. as in pronouncing B M or grunty. Mm-hmm. That's what Grunty. you call a boofer twofer. <laughs> well, on that delightfully scatological note, <laughs> I think we will close out this episode of Punditocracy. I'd like to thank Jill Ensley of the Godzilla blog for joining us this week. <laughs> and Matt Armstrong of I the made, Hate the Player blog. I made a studio. <laughs> Uh, I am Gavin. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Now that I have this. In Studio B. You can expect a blog every day for me just rambling on the couch about some bullshit. Like recording on a laptop with a, with a rock band mic. And just, yeah. like, just on his back yeah. with, his, with your gut hanging yeah, out. Just a scotch hanging on my belly. You, yeah, you're going to be like. Uh, two hours. Yeah. He's going to be like Marlon Brando from Apocalypse. Uh, you know what's great about potato chips? <laughs> There's a slug on the edge of my ruffles. A little bit of lisp. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> but, but, but for those of you who haven't already turned off Jesus. your iPod, uh, yeah, please feel free to leave comments on Lawrence.com, on the Punditocracy page, or on the Godzilla page, or on the Hate the Player page. Please. Be our buddies at www.myspace.com backslash punditocracy. Uh, beyond that... Lawrence.com on iTunes. You can subscribe. Yes, subscribe. Hit that button. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye, Malls. <laughs> Taffeta. <laughs>